a lot of competition to, to get on the field. Every, everyone's a good player, so uh, you know you just gotta put your head down, work hard, and, and you know wait for your chance. Now I remember I'm sitting at a coffee shop in uh, Campbell, California, waiting for the call as to where I was headed. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Rapids Podcast. I'm Rapids Director of Media Relations, David Lindholm, here alongside Richard Fleming, who you know as Altitude's play-by-play man for all Rapids television broadcasts. We're recording from here at Dick's Sporting Goods Park, where it seems summer has finally arrived. We've got nice warm temperatures and sunny skies, although uh, right now we might be in the middle of a thunderstorm here on on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, But let's start off with the biggest news ahead of this Saturday's match at San Jose. The Rapids will be without striker Edson Buttle, who has been suspended by the MLS Disciplinary Committee for his tackle on Tony Chani of Columbus in the last game. Richard, how big is this for Colorado? It is a big blow. He's shown what he can do in the last few games. Of course, uh, when he's played, the Rapids have not lost this season. He scored goals, he holds the ball up, um, he brings other players into play. Uh, his strength, his eye for goal, that will certainly be missed at the weekend, no doubt about that. From a selfish point of view, his absence will hurt the side. In sport, momentum is vital. Two wins in a row, two clean sheets, and Buddle has been a big part of that recent run. But, you know, it was an unnecessary challenge, and it's one which uh, could have been a lot worse for the uh, Columbus Crew player. It is a, it's a drag for the Rapids, though, playing San Jose, who's conceded a lot of goals this year. Uh, who do you think might step up in, uh, in Edson's absence? Well, Deshaun Brown is the, is the natural replacement. Whether he's fully fit, whether he's fully sharp, uh, we'll have to wait and see. I spoke with him uh, during the week. He says he's ready. He's also told me that he's been working on elements of his play whilst he's been sidelined. Of course, it was that, that quad injury. Um, and one of those is passing. He's been working on his passing and also his first touch. Now, of course, we know that, um, and I suppose it's quite apt as we're here in the middle of a thunderstorm, he's lightning quick, um, and he will prove a handful for San Jose, no doubt about that. Aside, of course, as you mentioned, is leaking goals. It leaked four in Seattle last weekend. Four goals, that's something of a, of a theme. Revenge might be the topic for the Rapids after some of those results last year. Yeah, it didn't go do too well, did it, um, last season? Three games played, ten goals conceded for the Rapids, and two of those games were by 4-1 defeats. But this is a very much a different rapid side, I would suggest. And obviously, I can only speak from what I've seen this season. But hearing uh, from others who, who saw the side last season, defensively, they're much stronger. A different mentality. And that is something that the word mentality and stronger uh, mentality was something that Drew Moore touched upon after the win against Columbus Crew last weekend. Uh, Wondolowski will continue to be a threat. Uh, 27 goals last season. Already got five goals this season. 66 goals, if you include this season. And the three before so he's going to be a big threat he's going to be one to watch but at the other end they're leaking goals and that's I think where where the Rapids can certainly make hay. So coming up on this week's show we're going to talk a little bit about Saturday's game against San Jose and some other topics with Rapids players but first you caught up with a former Rapids player and somebody who's still I'd say pretty involved in the club. Yeah, it's been a few weeks since we uh, spoke to John Spencer and Chris Henderson, two of the four members of the Gallery of Honour. So we thought it best we catch up with the other two. We managed to catch up with one of them, that is uh, um, Paul Bravo. Of course, he's technical director here at the Rapids. The other Gallery of Honour member is uh, Marcelo Balboa. And I began by asking Paul, of course, who's one of the original players in MLS, what he was doing on February the 6th, 1996. February 6, 1996. Boy, oh boy, that's a long time ago. But uh, certainly the, the start of this league and, and uh, 
an exciting time for everybody, uh, especially those that, that uh, had waited so long to have something like this. The draft took place on that particular day. <laughs> yes, yes. Now I, now I remember. Now I remember. I'm sitting at a coffee shop in uh, uh, Campbell, California, waiting for the call as to where I was headed. You know, it was certainly a tense time, but an exciting time nonetheless. And in terms of what your expectations were, what, what were you guys feeling at the, at the, the outset of this, this, this big adventure? You know, I think for, for a lot of us, it was a culmination of, of uh, a lot of hard work. You know, you can use the, the old adage, blood, sweat and tears put into trying to carve out a, a, a career in soccer here in, in the United States. It was not an easy, it was not an easy time, um, but very excited uh, about the prospect of Major League Soccer and, and uh, um, was certainly looking forward to, to the journey and never would have thought that, that it would have led me here and doing what I'm doing today. I think you were the eighth pick in the, in the draft. What was, what was that like, knowing yeah. that you were, were one of the first and that was the start of that, that big uh, adventure? That, that was, uh, it was uh, um, uh, an honor. Um, certainly something uh, that, that was very humbling. And, you know, to, to add to that, uh, being picked by, by my hometown club, um, you know, it was a, it was a, a stadium uh, that, that I had gone to watch so many San Jose Earthquake games uh, back in the day, dreaming about the possibility of, of being a professional soccer player, uh, to have the opportunity to play in front of friends and family. Uh, that first year was, um, you know, was kind of a dream come true. So a dream come true to go to San Jose. It was very quickly you were here okay. on your way to Colorado yes. Rapids, I think in exchange for Dominic Kinnear. Tell us how yeah. that came about. Yeah, you know, and, and it's it's funny because uh, Dominic and I had grown up uh, in the same ba- uh, backyard, basically, in Northern California. He and John Doyle, who's the general manager in San Jose, were kind of idols that I, I looked up to and... and uh, Nobody likes ever being uh, traded, and, and certainly it was a very trying time for, for me because I had been so, you know, San Jose had been so close to my heart and the only place I had lived, and to be traded away was, was uh, a little bit of a shock, um, but looking back on it was probably the best, the best thing that ever happened in, in my career. Uh, that move here to Colorado, uh, being a part of this club um, and growing with this club, uh, when I look back on it, um, certainly I have no regrets uh, as to being traded for for Dominic Kinnear. Um, and you know, I was able to to make a uh, make a name for myself here at this club, uh, but also uh, help build soccer in in uh, Colorado and and uh, in MLS. So there's Paul Bravo, part one, and we'll hear more from Paul before the end of the podcast. Now let's catch up with one of the players who's come into the lineup in the last few weeks, and he hasn't skipped a beat. That's midfielder Nathan Sturgis. I was able to talk to him after practice on Tuesday and began by asking what kind of shape he's in since starting the last two games. I feel good. Uh, body's holding up well. Uh, it's, been, uh, it's been good to get on the field the last couple games, and you know, obviously to get, get, the win, get two wins in the last two games, it, it feels good. So I think the, the group's feeling pretty good right now. You had to sort of wait for your chance. You've got a crowded midfield, especially in that sort of holding midfield spot. Um, what do you What do you see from those guys around you in terms of Pablo, Hendry, Dylan? 
Um, yes, we, we have a lot of good players in the, in the central midfield area. Uh, so there's a lot of competition to, to get on the field. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, everyone's a good player. So, uh, you know, you just got to put your head down, work hard, and, and, you know, wait for your chance. Uh, game against San Jose coming up this weekend. Um, they, they've been tough to beat at home. They play on that, that small field. How do you think that affects the game and affects your role in the game? Um, yeah, their, their field's very small, which means you're not going to have a lot of space, uh, especially in the middle of the field. Um, so you just have to, you know, being in the middle, you just have to be aware that there's going to be a guy uh, either on you or he's going to be coming to you really quick. So, you know, you just have to play quick. Uh, and, you know, not, not take any chances uh, in your own end of the field because, you know, with a small field like that, it's, it's easy for guys to get close to you and, you know, poke the ball away. So, uh, you know, you just got to be, be, I guess, extra careful and, and aware of what's around you. You're sort of transitioning into one of the veteran guys, I'd say. You know, you've been around the league a few years um, and you've got a lot of guys younger than you on the field. Uh, how much of that is leading by example or communicating with these guys in the game and practice? What's your sort of strategy in terms of trying to get these guys ready for MLS action? Uh, I mean, I think it's a mix of, uh, you know, just being vocal and communicating to the guys next to you uh, and also, you know, leading by example, uh, you know, just making sure that you're doing the right things and you're in the right right spots. And, you know, if you're doing the right thing, then, you know, it's easier to direct the guy next to you uh, to be in the right spot. Uh, changing gears a little bit, you played in a Youth World Cup for the U.S. and and, uh, and we've got a couple guys, Dylan Serna and Shane O'Neill, who are in the mix for, for that. Um, what's what was that experience like for you? If, and uh, and I think you were alongside a couple Rapids, and you had Anthony Wallace on that team, maybe a couple other guys. What was that experience like? Uh, it was a great experience. You know, talked to talked to those guys a little bit about it. Um, but for me, I mean, you know, being you know 17, 18, 19 to to get to play in in big games like that, uh, you know, it gives you a lot of experience, a lot of confidence. Uh, you know, to bring back with you to your club team. So that's Nathan Sturr just talking to me earlier this week. He's a guy who has a lot of experience in this league and internationally, but he's he's one of the people that sometimes gets overlooked on this Rapids roster. Do you think he's uh, impressed you so far this season? Well, he does a job, doesn't he? And you rarely notice him, and I don't mean that in a in an unkind way because he's not the flashy kind of player. And you know, every team has flair players that you immediately notice. You rarely see him, but you rarely see him making a mistake, and that to me. Indicates that he's a, a solid player doing a job for the team, and of course he's he's come in and seamlessly, like so many players have this season, that is one of the, the team's strengths. He's come in and seamlessly filled the role that it was vacated by Henry Thomas. Well, speaking of Henry Thomas, he's been working his way back to fitness after injuring his hamstring in Houston at the end of April. And I'd say he's had an interesting week. His former club, Wigan Athletic in England, won the FA Cup last Saturday. And then they were relegated from the English Premier League on Tuesday. I actually caught up with him a little bit before that game against Arsenal, which condemned Wigan to the championship for next year. And he started out talking about his rehabilitation. It's been good and I'm happy. It's been two weeks of recovery for the injury and it's progressing as well as possible. We've actually been surprised and yesterday I even did some running on the field. But I'm happy and all that's left now is to keep going and get back as quickly as possible to be able to support the group. What have you seen from the midfield players like Nathan Sturgis, Dylan Powers, uh, while you've been out with, with the injury? I'm honestly happy with their work, and I'm thrilled that my teammates have shown that if one player is out, the next one steps in with the same desire to do things just as well or better. And that's good. It's good that the team doesn't depend on just one player. 
That's important, and it demonstrates that Oscar is doing a good job making sure the whole group is ready when he decides to use them. Dylan Powers has talked about learning from players like you and Pablo Mastrani. When you speak with him both on and off the field, what, what are you trying to teach a guy like that? Well, I think that Dylan is learning a lot, but not just from me. Everyone in the group learns from all our teammates. Dylan is one of the players that has really surprised me. In the few games he's played in MLS, he's adjusted very quickly, and that's important for the group. He's a very humble player, he works hard, and he should just keep doing those things and aspiring for bigger things. I hope that for him, as well as other players, he keeps doing a great job and can move to play in Europe. Speaking of European soccer, your your last team, Wigan, just won the FA Cup. Uh, were you watching the game? Yes, I was watching. In truth, I'm very happy for them. I spoke with, with Roberto Martinez before the game to wish him luck. We've always stayed in contact, and I'm really happy for that huge achievement. In, in addition to being happy for Wigan, was it somewhat hard to see them having that success? I'll be honest with you. I'm happy for the success of my teammates there. I've got a saying that says, what's for you is for you. And if God didn't have it in his plans for me to be in that group to be able to have that achievement, he'll have something better for me. So I always try to be relaxed about it. I'm happy for what Wigan did, and I'm also happy with what I'm doing here at this moment with the Colorado Rapids. Well, there's Henry Thomas. I've got to say, Dave, you're a braver man than me asking that question um, about missing out on an FA Cup winner's medal. But it seems that Henry Thomas seemed quite philosophical about it all, about what could have been. He's got a great perspective, and he's working his way back to fitness. He's getting much closer. He's, he's been doing rehab inside, uh, along with guys like Jaime Castrillon, Diego Calderon, who are still a little bit away. Uh, what was encouraging this week to see at training is Marvell Wynn is getting back on the field. Jamie Smith is uh, getting over his groin injury and is getting closer to a re- return to fitness. And you've also got Kevin Harbottle, Martin Rivero, uh, all training fully. Pablo Mastrani also on that list. It's uh, fantastic. And of course, coming back into a side that is is doing well. So it's about building that momentum, which is which is great. Now, on to the second part of our interview with Paul Bravo, the technical director here with the Rapids. We pick up with the fact that, of course, he is one of that elite four, that gallery of honour. My journey is is uh, different than, than other players' journeys. And, and, you know, once we finished college, there there was lower leagues and but it wasn't big time uh grinding uh, a career out of playing part-time indoor part-time outdoor part-time coaching uh to 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 where it is today um you know i would have never thought that uh that i'd be standing here working for this club with a soccer specific stadium being uh, uh a member of of the the elite club in 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 this um uh, organization with with regards to the gallery of honor um you know I, I, a lot of credit goes to to a lot of people um but you know certainly for for me um i would have never thought uh, that i'd be standing here today if i if i if i went back in time uh 20 25 years ago that that we'd have all this uh in place it's it's um you know, it's fantastic to see the growth of the sport. It's a sport that I dedicated uh, myself to at an early age, uh, in hopes that that we would we would get there someday. But 
but uh, to be here and, and to be able to, uh, to give back to, to this club, to this community, um, and soccer community uh, across America is, is you know, it's an honor, and, and it's, it's something, like I said, it's not to be taken lightly. And just finally, um, does the ambition as technical director burn as, as, as fiercely as it was when you were a player? Are the things that you still are determined to achieve in the game? Absolutely. You know, the, 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 the ultimate goal is to bring success to this organization, uh, both on the field and off the field. Um, and that's, that's the competitive uh, uh, fix that I get. Um, and it's not too dissimilar to the fix that I got as a player. Um, and, and, you know, it's, it's the thing that, that, that fuels us, you know, sitting here and, and looking out over the, the, the view that we have here. Um, the, the drive for us and for me continues to be uh, helping this club reach its, its goals and its ambitions. Well, there's Paul Bravo speaking to me earlier this week. We'll look to have elements of that interview on the website. That's coloradorapids.com. And also have some of our chat with Nathan Sturgis as well. So do keep checking back. So again, the Rapids heading to San Jose this weekend to take on the Earthquakes on Saturday night. That match will be live on altitude. Uh, The Rapids Reserves will also be on this trip playing San Jose on Sunday morning. And the Rapids will be playing their first match in the U.S. Open Cup on May 28th. Unfortunately, we don't know yet if that's going to be home or away. We have to wait until next Tuesday to find out the winner of the Orlando City versus Ocala Stampede match that's going to be taking place in Florida. And of course, uh, the Rapids will be the last remaining team from Colorado. Colorado Rovers went out last week to Georgia Revolution, 5-3 on penalties at home. This week, it was the turn of the Colorado Foxes, who were away uh, playing Georgia Revolution, and they lost that one by four goals to three. So the Rapids flying the Colorado flag. Yeah, so I should say I'm an Ocala Stampede fan, and I'm hoping that somebody beats uh, this Georgia team that, that knocked all the Colorado teams out. Well, of course, before we go, a shameless plug from me, as always, Rapids Report. It's a new weekly show on Altitude airs each Thursday from 6pm. It is repeated, so do check your local listings. And this weekend's match day coverage starts at 8pm. Kickoff against San Jose is at 8.30. Well, that's it for us on another Rapids podcast. I'm David Lindholm alongside Richard Fleming. We'll be back next week.